There is no other podcast like this, so proceed with caution as we challenge your beliefs by providing the forbidden information kept away from you and your family by modern medicine so they can keep you on the path of drugs for anything and drugs for everything. Hundreds of years of preventative medicine have been destroyed by Big Pharma. We're in the dark ages of true healing. After all, it's not just about living long, it's about living well. If your continuing search for answers has led you nowhere, you will find the truth here on the Forbidden Doctor Podcast. Now prepare to have your consciousness explode into the next evolutionary stage of human existence with your hosts, Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. Stockwell. Hey everybody, this is uh, Dr. Jack and Mary again with the Forbidden Doctor, and this is part three of podcast number 26. Yes, 26. Yes. Putting on weight, no energy, depression, it's probably your thyroid. And this is part three, we're going to get into autoimmunity and how to heal the thyroid. Okay, we didn't have time on the last one, so I want to go over this as quickly as I can and as easily as I can so you can understand what autoimmune is. Dr. Royal Lee discovered autoimmune diseases back in the 1940s. 40s. Yes. He was laughed out of the medical community. They said, your body would never attack itself. And he's like, well, I'm sorry, it does. And if you'll come over here, I'll show I'll you I'll show how. you, yeah. Yeah, but of course they wouldn't do that. Just dismissed him. And if that that's a ridiculous notion now, and he should have won a Nobel Prize for that. So, And but, now, of course, the largest area of medical research today Autoimmunity. Over 80 autoimmune diseases identified now. Yes, and we are gearing up to do a podcast on vaccinations, which will go into this in great detail, which we think is part of the cause of so many autoimmune diseases out there. But let me explain really quickly what happens. This is not very hard to understand. Dr. Royal Lee gave the example of somebody that had congestive heart failure. In other words, their heart was sloughing off dead and dying cells at an accelerated rate. I mean, your heart is always sloughing. Well, it does that anyway. It's always sloughing these off, but it was doing an accelerated rate because you were degenerating or this person was degenerating, going kind of back to the dust, kind of making room for somebody else. So since there were so many cells sloughing off, the lymphs get overwhelmed and they can't clean this out, and it seeps into the bloodstream. Now, we should have a real separation there. We should have really tight juncture between, you know, the blood and the lymph and the heart and everything else. Well, we're supposed to. We're supposed to. This is why little kids get over autoimmune diseases, or if they get one, they get their liver or their spleen hit or something, and sure, that will be shoved into the bloodstream, And they could get an autoimmune disease to that, but their body heals up so quickly. They might always have these antibodies to their spleen in their bloodstream from now and forever, but they're never able to attack the spleen because they, because everything has such tight junctions there. So in, in a heart, you have this sloughing off and, you know, it gets, it kind of just smushes into the bloodstream. You can kind of think of it like a concussion. Also. Well, you'll get this with a heart attack or, that same or congestive heart disease or some kind of uh, cardiomyopathy where the heart cells begin to break down at a faster rate than they should. And, and like in a concussion in a little kid, you know, it gets whammed against the head and the nucleic tissue 
gets shoved into the bloodstream, you know, where it doesn't belong there. It shouldn't be there. And so you can get an autoimmune disease to your brain. That's why concussions are so scary. If you've had a concussion or somebody in the family has, or you know somebody, they need to have a brain autoantibody test done yes. to find out if the immune system is now attacking the brain. And we have an incredible protocol for that, for traumatic brain injury protocol. Yes, we do. Which we'll do in a future podcast, but you can always call the office and get that right away if you'd like. We also have a CD on that too. But that little kid will always have these autoantibodies in his bloodstream forever. And that's why when he gets really, really old and things start mushing together and he doesn't have that real distinct um, separation in his cells like we should have, maybe really old, they start getting Alzheimer's or dementia, or they get the autoimmune tack on their brain. That's why football players in their 40s and 50s start getting autoimmune attacks on their brain. So what Dr. Lee found, if somebody had an autoimmune disease to their heart, he found that if he fed this person a pound and a half of heart a day, their heart was just fine. No more autoimmune attack on their heart. But nobody wants to eat a pound and a half of heart a day. So he decided, figured out how to take the DNA of the cell and put it in a pill form. And it had the same effect. Effectively, you are eating DNA of the heart. It's called cardiotrophin PMG. And it goes down into your stomach and it starts to absorb into the gut or the gut-associated lymphoid tissue. That's after tissue. it gets out of the stomach into the gut. Right. Well, did I? Yeah, I didn't say you that. You said stomach. So it starts to absorb into the gut, the gut-associated lymphoid tissue. Right. And your body sees it as the enemy. Yes. And it's like, ah, oh, there's the enemy. And it attacks that and it leaves your heart alone. Okay. It stops the attack on the heart and it goes after this greater concentration of heart DNA. Nu nucleic, nucleic acids, acids DNA yes. in the gut. And all it does is give you time. It's not enough to divert the autoimmune attack against an organ. You, while that autoimmune diversion is going on, you got to be feeding that organ what yes. it needs to heal it so the attack will stop. And this is the very point that medicine misses. Medicine discovered uh, this um, great thing. Uh, you know, they're late to the party, but they discovered this great thing, called it oral tolerization. They said, we can completely stop autoimmune attacks on the body. And they hailed it as the biggest discovery of all time. The very thing they persecuted Dr. Lee yeah. about back in the 1940s. Yeah. But after a while, they went, Oh, wait, oops, we were wrong. It only lasts for a little while. And so. And then, then the attack starts again. Yeah. Then they shelved it because they don't know the part about nutrition. They don't know, oh, you got to get in and feed the heart. Ooh, it's saturated animal fat, yeah. which Ooh, of course bad, is a bad, swear word. Bad, yes. You know, all these other nutrients that you need to heal that heart. So when the, the, when the antibodies are diverted for a time, you can get in, the heart stops sloughing off dead and dying cells in an accelerated rate, and suddenly there's no more attack. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the army goes home, <laughs> yeah, the, so to the, speak. The attack is called off. Yeah. So that so Dr. Royal Lee made nucleic tissues for every organ in the body. Well, almost Almost every, all the yeah, organs. Yeah, he didn't do the tongue and he didn't do the bladder, unfortunately. But he did almost every organ in the body. And, and, and so that's what we're going to talk about with the, the thyroid. The most commonly asked for protomorphogen that we have in our office is the thyroid, thyrotrophin. Yeah, thyrotrophin PMG, and it's the number one seller um, at, in in standard process for PG for uh, protomorphogen. protomorphogens. Yeah, we Doctor Lee calls them protomorphogens. If you Google it, they call it um, oral tolerization. But 
regardless, our number one selling thing is Zypan because, you know, we go to the gut No, I'm first. talking about protomorphogens. I know. I not know. product. Yeah. Zypan oh, well, is not a protomorphogen. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was talking about product. But regardless, so we have a protomorphogen called Thytrophin PMG. And to it w- stop the autoimmune attack on the thyroid. So when your thyroid has been degenerating at an accelerated rate because you have been feeding it bromine, chlorine. Good point. Yeah, f- fluorine, um, terrible oils, you know, all these different things that attack, the that help you not to rebuild, I should say. And no iodine, a dearth of iodine, nothing, no, no iodine coming in at all. It starts... I mean, it starts to go away, literally. The, the thyroid shrinks and it cannot produce the thyroxin you need. Well, that's why Hashimoto's leads to hypothyroidism. Yeah. Because you've got less of a thyroid to produce thyroid hormone. Hypothyroidism, yeah. So anyway, so we have that. That is in our protocol you'll hear. And I hope you understand that. In and order- this is the forbidden stuff of this program. Nobody knows this, guys. Yeah, this is this this should be on the front page of every newspaper around the country. Yeah. I mean Standard Process and all their affiliates and doctors, they should know it, um, because they do some incredible training from that company, but truly nobody knows that. I you know, the the ignorance is just astounding. We just went to a party this morning, a little get together in our neighborhood, and one of our neighbors was standing there. Um, talking about her thyroid and how she has such a bad thyroid and she just can't get it healed. And she says, but guess what? I found out that I had mono and that was the whole problem. So she went on this huge round of antibiotics. (laughs) I mean, it just makes you cry. And then another neighbor was standing there and I had to keep my mouth really, really shut. This was hard because I want them to like me, you know, that kind of thing, insecurity thing. But she's standing there. She says, you know, my mom's allergic to everything. So I'm trying to avoid those things because I'm sure it's genetic that I'll be allergic to those two. See, that's the the forbidden. The level of ignorance is staggering about how the body works. I did open my mouth a little bit and I said, well, it's kind of your leaky gut, not so much that your genes, because she had that, you'll be allergic to that. Then I kind of just mumbled and wandered off. (laughs) I wonder if you have a parent who really tells stupid jokes, if you'll end up telling stupid jokes. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same logic. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's my little spiel on autoimmunity. Um, We do have a CD on that too, but... Um, we'll maybe go into it more. Maybe we'll have Mark Anderson on. But this is this is guest. one half of taking care of of uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Yeah, is to stop the autoimmune attack on the thyroid, and then while that's going on, then we feed the thyroid. And you know, because if you have a thyroid condition, especially a hypothyroid condition, the surgeon's going to want to take your thyroid gland out. A radiologist is going, to want to, is going to want to irradiate the thyroid. An endocrinologist is going to want to prescribe drugs to normalize the thyroid. And the safety of these hyperthyroid drugs really isn't known. The latest drug got its start when its predecessor was found to be a drug that causes cancer. Oh. And, and again, when you try to fool Mother Nature, then there's a problem that usually shows up down the road. Well, you know, wh- what... I, I know people like to take tests and do tests. I don't really like tests. I think they scare people. I think these well checkups are the scariest thing out there because you get scared into taking drugs and doing surgeries and all kinds of different things. But there is a very good functional thyroid test that you can do at home. It's called the Broda Barnes thyroid test. And it's very simple. Let me explain it to you. I will hopefully put this as a handout also. Let me write that down. Broda Barnes. Broda Barnes was an MD who was an endocrinologist and specialized in the thyroid. 
Okay, so you're going to be taking your underarm temperature first thing in the morning before you get out of bed. And you have to do this with a real old-fashioned mercury thermometer if you can find that anymore. Sometimes they're hard to find. You need to prepare everything the night before. You need to shake down the thermometer, have a clock handy that you can reach without getting out of bed. Usually every smartphone out there has a um, timer timer on it. So when you wake up in the morning, you place the thermometer under your armpit and keep it there for exactly 10 minutes. Then record your temperature. The test for that day is invalidated, though, if you have to get up for any reason. This includes going, getting up to shake down the thermometer or answering the phone or going to the bathroom. You cannot get up at all. So you need to record your temperature in this exact manner every day for at least five days, preferably 10. Then you determine your average temperature. You know, you add them up and divide by how many you have there. If your average temperature is below 97.8 degrees Fahrenheit, you can suspect you have a functional hypothyroid. If you have symptoms of hypothyroidism, as we have talked about in the last two, one and two, part one and part two, or on our handout that we'll be giving you, your, and, and your average temperature is below 97.8, you are almost assured that you have hypothyroid. And you need to feed, feed, feed your thyroid at this point. You don't need to run off to your endocrinologist and get some hormone, thyroid hormone. So remember, you need to reconnect your HPA access for three months before the um, thyroid protocol. Now, the HPA access, uh, hypothalamus, hypothalamus pituitary, pituitary adrenal. Mm-hmm. And I will have that in the handouts. Now, here's, here's the kicker. This thyroid protocol that we recommend is a three-year protocol. Okay? So if you think that's a long protocol, I want you to consider the alternative. You go to a complicated you go on a complicated smattering of hormone replacement therapy and thyroid hormones. You've got trips to the doctor and lots and lots of testing for three years. And by the end of that time, you will have only accomplished a therapy. Yeah. Your own thyroid will have atrophied because of the lack of use and maybe your pituitary too. And your thyroid will be no stronger nor more healed than it is right now. Yeah. So you can do therapy for three years or the rest of your life, or you can Fix it. It's yeah, going to take the it, same, same amount of time. So I know it sounds like three years is a lot of time, but you're going to live, live three more years. Don't you want a three-year healthier thyroid than yes, a three-year worse thyroid? of course. And you know, I've torn up both of my knees, mm-hmm. my right knee in football, my left knee in golf, and the MRIs said that if you don't get surgery, surgery you're going to lock the knee, you're going to have a bad limp for the rest of your life. I didn't do surgery on either one of them. And you know me. I mean, how long have we been? It's been eight years, I think, since I tore up my left one. Mm-hmm. And do I limp? No. And no. do you even complain about it? I no. don't. There's no pain because I used the structural reconnection protocols that we have for a torn up knee. And how long does it take for a torn up knee to heal? Three years. How long does it take for a severely herniated disc to heal? Three years. How long does it take for a bad hip joint to heal if you will do what's necessary? Three years. Interestingly enough, it can take three years to heal a thyroid if you do what's necessary to get the thyroid to heal. Hey, look at the bright side. Your nervous system takes seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't so bad. So I want to tell you that my thyroid is completely healed. In fact, I have on my door in my office, in our clinic, my thyroid tests, my blood tests, has everything on there, but also has the thyroid. 
came in beautifully. In fact, they said, you're never going to die. <laughs> yeah, this was a test we did to put some life insurance on you. Yeah. So they said they would insure me for 2.3 or something, $2.8 million. That's I'm right. Sure, something like that. You put a million dollars on me. I think we've talked about this before. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> because when my thyroid works well, everything works well, just like the gut. And where do you convert the T4 to T3? In your gut. gut. And in your liver, liver and in your peripheral tissues. Yes. So to get all of those healthy, you have to start with the gut. I know I sound like a, what did you call me the other day? A one song? The most beautiful thing I ever saw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. No, I said a one-trick pony. One-trick pony. I know. Well, it does. It's a one-trick and you fix your gut and you fixed everything. But you do have to maintain and you need, and actually in our gut protocol, we have iodine in our gut yes. protocol. You know, that's that's very important to start there. I would do that first. Then I would do the HPA access protocol just to make sure there's no looping problems, no communication problems with your adrenals, which yes. is huge in this in women. And then just get on just just take it and bite it and get on the thyroid protocol for three years. It's just food. It's about a tablespoon of food a day. If you crushed all the pills and you know, opened up all the capsules and squirted out all the oils I recommend you take. About a teaspoon. A tablespoon, probably. Well, at least what I took was. Okay, so the Broda Barnes test is very important. Another one we want to talk about really quick is the iodine loading test. Yes. And we we don't like the iodine skin painting test because it's a good place to start maybe, but I a lot of practitioners use that. But it really just measures the iodine content of your skin. So it can be very deceiving. It can also be very scary. And I just don't like it at all. So we just recommend that b because we think everybody is iodine deficient, we think everybody's thyroid Unless somebody some is help. on an iodine loading program, they're iodine deficient yes. because they eat the standard American diet that is woefully low in iodine. Yeah. So what we recommend is the prolamine iodine. It's from Dr. Roy Lee again. He wrapped his iodine in protein. There's the pro, the lean, the protein part of that name, prolamine iodine. He wrapped it in protein like it is in a deep sea fish. Yes. So it's very, very gentle. And it ends up being 48% iodine, 52% iodide. Perfect ratio. And it turned out that that is exactly the ratio inside the thyroid, the thyroid gland. Yeah. Perfect, perfect ratio. So we have you load up on that. You start very, very low, like one pill a day. Um, then you, if that doesn't bother you, and, and by bother you, I mean, you know, you, you don't have overwhelming excretionary problems. I kind of like the excretionary problems, and that would be a lot of mucus coming out, green and yellow mucus, where it chelates or takes, pushes out the bromine, which right. is very yellow, right. and the chlorine. Iodine is a heavier uh, mineral than the bromine. And it will push the bromine out of the iodine receptor sites that have blocked proper iodine fu or thyroid function up to this point. Yeah. So you just slowly work up. I jumped right in, which I probably shouldn't have done, with 18 a day, 6, 6, and 6. I thought that was a good biblical number there <laughs> to get the devil out of my thyroid. <laughs> but I would recommend, and we always recommend, you work up to this. And then we're also not going clear to 18 a day, just 12 a day. So four, four, and four. You do that for a month, maybe two months. The litmus test is your skin. If your skin is very gets very, very soft, you have enough iodine. Now, saying that, there are some synergists that go along with this that are highly critical, one of them being selenium. 
Very, very important. Um, you get that in organ meat. I bet you know where I'm going with this. Yes. And um, another one is vitamin C, but I'm not talking ascorbic acid, nor this, you know, and that is the synthetic. We're talking whole food vitamin C. There's some other um, B vitamins. Bi- calcium. Calcium is very critical. Yes. A good flax oil is very critical. Um, niacinamide is very critical too. So this will all be on the handout. And some of those, you, you have to judge this, but we, we recommend one month to two months of loading. And then you drop down to where your skin stays soft. Yeah, we're just talking about iodine right now. Uh-huh. Iodine and the very important fat that goes with it. Yeah. But you but you go up to 12 a day. You stay on 12 a day. And I don't want 12 all at once. Four, four, and four. You stay on that until your your skin you know softens up. And then you can start going down on the iodine. I, in the summertime, I can get away with just three iodine a day, and then I can even skip it on weekends or just whenever. I've, you know, pretty well loaded myself up with it. The winter, though, I have to go up to about 12 a day. I have to go back up to that sometimes. If my skin isn't soft, I go back up. Everybody's different. Well, I was rubbing your back this morning before we had to uh, get up and get going as we were waking up, and it's still baby butt soft. It is still baby butt soft. Yeah, you got a birthday coming up here in another month? I'll be, I'll be 54. You'll be 54. I'm only 53 s- now. Okay. <laughs> At 53 only, you're still baby butt soft skin. Yeah, it's really soft. I'd hate to, to brag, but... I see a lot of babies in the clinic. I know what baby butt soft is. And you touch them, so you know. Oh, yeah, I know and, how... And this is like, as it, it's as if I put lotion all over my whole body. And I know women do this all the time. They get out... I have women, it's ridiculous. They, from head to toe, they're putting lotion on their whole body. You should get your moist, soft skin from the inside out, not the outside in. I rarely use lotion. Occasionally, if I've, you know, gotten in, out in the sun or swimming or something, you know, or some, I don't know, or I haven't taken enough iodine, then I'll have to use lotion. Yes. But that's my litmus test, is I push it up if my skin gets dry, and I push it down if it's nice and moist. And I kind of just have to dance with it. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. Well, that's a great indicator, like a, a like a barometer for for you know air air pressure as to whether we're going to get a storm or whether we're going to have clear mm-hmm. skies. The same thing with the skin. A and good if you're indicator. in a moist environment, you don't need as much. You know, you have a good indicator of calcium. I don't have this. I'm kind of jealous of you. You'll get a cold sore if yeah. your calcium if level your gets calcium low. Calcium levels get nature's sign that you need calcium. Yeah. You get a cold sore. I don't have that. I just get the cold. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Well, as long as I have regular amounts of vitamin D and calcium, the right kind of calcium, mind right. you, and uh, we address Cataplex F, yeah, and Cataplex the, F, and we we address that in uh, number six and number seven podcasts. Number six and number seven, we get into that quite a bit of detail as to, and then that's my barometer. If if I get a little canker sore on my tongue or cheek, or if I get a cold sore, I know that my calcium, calcium. stores have been decreased. Yeah. So, but I take calcium every day in the proper form. Yeah. So anyway, I would like to get to some of the things that poison the thyroid. You're okay. talking about healing it. I think there's some, a couple of more things we need to mention, and then we can call this uh, thyroid, three-part thyroid uh, podcast to an end. Okay. And some of the more important, you know, poisons can be just as important as supplements. Yes. Because we think about what we want to bring into our body to build the thyroid. There's things we bring into our body that hurt the thyroid. And pesticides, I mean, the chemicals, uh, the, we, you hear about xenoestrogens. Mm-hmm. 
and some of the other kinds of chemicals that will mimic estrogens that, uh, that are in pesticides. We talked about that. If you're not month, eating yeah. organic foods, you're probably eating something that was sprayed with a pesticide. So that's one of the reasons why we want to wash our fruits and vegetables at least a good rinse yeah. to get this stuff off of them. And also, if you heat your food up in plastic, that's really... Xenoestrogens, yeah. yes. Yeah. And then, and just too much estrogens because yeah. too, too elevated estrogen will slow down the hormone secretion and the conversion of T4 to T3. And then there's all those antioxidants oh. out there. We have to, we're going to have to do a podcast on the craziness of you antioxidants. You have one called the um, Antioxidant Scam. Yeah, that's a CD it's I made a long time CD. ago, but we need to do a podcast on the craziness of antioxidants. Like beta carotene. Well, this, yeah, beta carotene, there's over 60 carotenes that the body needs. Beta carotene is just one of them. And, and you will see on the back of a synthetic bottle of vitamins, it'll say vitamin A as beta carotene. Well, beta carotene is not vitamin A. No, you have to convert it. It has to be converted. And, and then when you get the synthetic function. form, you, you will inhibit thyroid function. Mm -hmm. And then there's radiation and mercury, the dental amalgams. I mean, high amounts of either one radiation or mercury can usually cause thyroid diseases. And then there's PABA, or PABA, depending on what school you went to, P-A-B-A, -A, the parsamino -benzo benzoic acid, which is a synthetic B vitamin, is a toxic poison to the thyroid. And then, of course, Synthroid, the most common, or Levothyroxine, the most common synthetic uh, thyroxins out there. It's just synthetic T4. It can shrink the thyroid. It can suppress the pituita pituitary. It introduces osteoporosis. Process, yeah. <sighs> I'm and trying to get through this osteoporosis. And increases cancer rates. Yes, increase, there's studies that show it can increase the rate of and cancer. And the reason it shrinks your thyroid is because your thyroid literally atrophies. Yeah, because the brain... There are no hormone trees out there. We're not supposed to be eating hormones. There's no synthroid trees. There's no level thyroxin <laughs> trees. There's We're, no armor trees. No, and you know, armor, there's a big problem with that is just the fillers in it. Do you know they put gluten and corn syrup in armor? Oh yeah, that's why people started having trouble with armor. Yeah, they used to just take it just fine, but then they put those horrible fillers. So we're supposed to be eating the foods that rebuild our own thyroid glands. All gland. oils, the bad oils, and we've talked about bad oils before, all oils that are liquid at room temperature except for olive and flax are thyroid inhibitors. That's something to keep in mind here. All liquid oils at room temperature except olive and flax are thyroid inhibitors. And then all soy products are thyroid inhibitors because, the, because they're loaded with estrogen. Yeah, soy is so bad. So, you know, you have no business. You, you know, there was this, there was this um, conference that was just held in our city, Salt Lake City, recently on improving the quality of school lunch. And because there's a lot of kids that are having problems with pasteurized milk, school lunches want to start introducing soy, soy milk, milk. Oh, into no. the lunches of these students. Oh, no. I wanted to grab the TV and shake it. You just don't get it. Oh, that's horrible. Don't give a child soy. Are you out of your mind? It's pasteurized milk. They can't break it down. They have leaky guts. And now so we know soy. with increased uh, phytoestrogens, it will cause aggressiveness it in young females. It will emasculate boys. And it emasculates boys. That's all and I'm going to say about it. And they'll grow breasts. And the boys will start developing breasts because they're getting estrogen. And that's the, the very interesting thing about a little boy and a little girl. Not, you know, when the little girl reaches puberty and estrogen starts to flow, the estrogen develops the breast, but not just the breast and, and the collection of uh, fat tissue there that takes on the shape of the breast because of the Cooper's ligaments. 
but the development of the mammary gland that will produce milk. A man can produce milk. Yeah. If if that boy gets estrogen, regardless, you know, even if he doesn't have ovaries, he can get estrogen in from food su- supplies in the, or sources in the diet. He will develop, not just develop, and, and you know, they're sometimes referred to as man boobs. That's a little different. Uh, but they will develop, not just develop breasts, they will develop milk ducts and actually produce Excrete. human milk. Oh, boy, they, they have oh, to hate that. So crazy. We talked about this in Pottinger's Cat in podcast number 12, breastfeeding, infertility, and death. Yes, we talk about that there. Extensively. Then there's also the raw cruciferous vegetables, such yeah. as cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower. These are all thyroid inhibitors, especially broccoli. Yeah, you can't break the outer shell. Yeah, and that. so they need to be well-cooked before you eat those things. Yeah. And then vegetarian diets of all things, because when there's no animal protein present in the diet, especially those with blood types O and B, I mean, these proteins, especially animal proteins, are needed to convert T4 to T3 in the liver. And there's studies to support that. And then there's other liver-damaging substances, because the liver is one of the primary places where the conversion of T4 to T3 takes place. Mm -hmm. So alcohol, Tylenol, we know is a horrible liver poison. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most prescription medicines are poisons to the liver. Cigarettes not only poison the lungs, they will poison the liver because the liver is the one that has to break down Mm -hmm. the toxic residue of this material. Highly processed foods and just very poor quality drinking water, especially chlorinated water. That chlorine in the water is going to block the receptor sites in the thyroid for iodine. Well, really quick, I want to read a little story from Bruce West. And we could probably and, finish with this. And we would recommend you subscribing to the Health Alert. I guess you just Google Health Alert. He just puts out a newsletter, a hard copy newsletter. He doesn't have a podcast or anything. But it's, it's so wonderful. Let me tell you about one of his patients. He says, one of our patients noticed a growing goiter in her neck. She reported to her physician who did a thyroid blood test and found it to be normal. He dismissed the patient because there was nothing for him to do. Upon a second visit, physician's visit, the same scenario took place. When pressed, this doctor told the patient that she could have half the thyroid removed mm. surgically. Mm. My goodness. So she, not entirely satisfied and still retaining some ability to think, (laughs) this patient went to two more, quote, thyroid specialists who uh, concurred that she had a goiter, albeit with a normal thyroid. See, she just wasn't converting. Yes. That's all. She had normal T4. And that's the problem with current medical tests. If you have adequate amounts of T4, T3, even though you're having obvious thyroid problems taking place. Then, well, you're all right. Go home and yeah. just keep eating those Twinkies. If they did a T3 test or reverse T3. So no treatment was prescribed because in the world of scientific medicine, despite the gross swelling, there was nothing wrong with the thyroid. Finally, the patient stumbled onto one of our thyroid articles. Again, that's called the health alert. I'd recommend you get that. And she got started upon thytrophin, PMG, the protomorphogen mm-hmm, that, that we, we talked, talked about. about and prolamine iodine on her own. Within one week, the swelling subsided and after 90 days was completely gone. This case is not unusual and offers so many lessons. And why does the thyroid expand? Why does it have a goiter when you're low on iodine? It's, it's trying, trying to capture all the la- <laughs> the little bit of iodine left in the system it's that like it possibly a, it's, can. It's like a man out in the desert, just desperate for some water. Yeah. Or, um, or like a catcher in a baseball game 
who's dropping the ball, he gets a bigger catcher's mitt so he doesn't drop the ball. Uh, the thyroid will expand to filter more blood to recycle more iodine. That's where the goiter comes from. So our philosophy is heal the thyroid, feed the thyroid, don't let it atrophy by taking thyroid hormone. Now, saying that, I want you to make sure you understand if you start on our protocol, you could become hyperthyroid because your thyroid could be working so well. You, If you are taking synthetic or armor or any other outside source of thyroxin. So you need to be careful when you start our protocol that you go to your physician that prescribed your thyroid hormone and you ask if it can be reduced. Well, what you need to do is to go get that blood test, get that thyroid blood test. 24-hour urine test. Yes, and, and make sure that this is being regulated at least every 30 to 60 days because you could develop a little hyperthyroidism. Hyper. Yeah, which we all women want, but... From what yeah. I hear from my patients, you don't want that. No. So be careful with that um, because this is very powerful. This will feed your thyroid. It's what's been wanting forever. You can have some, oh, I have to tell one last story. When I had been on this thyroid protocol for a year and a half, I developed this incredible cough. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I started when we were taking our motorcycle class, remember, because I yes. was coughing in the helmet. Yes. And... I could not stop coughing. I sounded. I would get up in the morning and cough and cough and cough. Sometimes till I threw up. I coughed out so much stuff. I sounded like a smoker. I'd get up in the morning and all this gunky, yucky yes. stuff was. This I was a year that. and a half into the protocol. Yes. So you need to understand this. This doesn't always happen at once because your body's not strong enough to take care of this all at once. At least mine wasn't. So what happened here is, you know, I remember I had all those breasts in my. Or I had all those lumps. There was in, just two. <laughs> I'm trying to talk fast. <laughs> I had all those lumps in my breast. And the, the lymphatic drainage shares drainage with the lungs. Yes. So you think that I was coughing tumors right out of my lungs. I think that makes complete total sense. I coughed and coughed and coughed for three or four months. And then one day. It stopped. It stopped. I couldn't even make myself cough. Yes. My body had done what it was set to do. It is set to repair and restore. It is not set to degenerate. I'm living proof that this can happen. If you go listen to podcast, our first podcast, part one, you'll hear the symptoms I had. And I've left out many but in, because of time. But this can be done. So have heart. Believe this. Trust your body. I like what you just said there a minute ago, Mary. The body is set to restore and repair. Mm -hmm. It's not set to regenerate. Right. And no matter what anybody tells you, there's not a bunch of landmines and booby traps that you just hope you avoid as you go through life. Give it what it needs to rebuild itself, and it will work just fine into your 90s, into your hundreds, as our ancestors did. So you can call the office and make an appointment, and we can do a personalized protocol just for you, or you can go to our website, ForbiddenDoctor.com, and download Let's see. I think I have about eight handouts here. I'm going to be busy. Yeah, you're going to be busy with this one because this the, the thyroid covers so much inside the body. It does. Remember, gut first, HPA access protocol second, and then the thyroid protocol third. And that thyroid protocol you will be on for three years. And this will change your life. Okay. See you next week. All right. We've got another one coming up before too long. We'll see you then. 
Thanks for listening to the Forbidden Doctor podcast with Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. It's our pleasure to join you on your health revolution and look forward to our quest for health together. Join us again next week for more health secrets and forbidden truths about self-healing. Until then, visit ForbiddenDoctor.com and enter your email to receive a special coupon for the Forbidden Doctor special scientific formula, our long-life energy enzymes. This custom-made one-capsule supplement is created from the most concentrated energy-stimulating enzymes. For more information, be sure to head over to ForbiddenDoctor.com. These podcasts are provided for information only. The previous statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Nothing that was said is intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.